Um, I'm tonight. I want to deal with a question about, uh, about Mashiach. But before I start with the question, I want to address what is Bechlal, the issue of asking questions. Um, Zahar, which is brought down in Tanya, it says that Kasha comes from the other right. side, from Sitrach. Kasha is a tray. It's a tray? No, the, the word is a Shaili's tray. Okay, Kasha comes from Sitrach. And actually, the author ever brings this and gets in, in the. What? I said I get cash for a possible lot. That's kosher. And um, what's the difference between a kosher and a fire? It's not for now. Yeah, is a difference? Yes. Um. The Atrebbe brings this, or actually it's brought down in Zayar, in connection with the difference between Nimla Nigla and Nimla Tata. In Nigla, it says that there's Machlaitis uh, and Kashis, meaning that the method of learning Nigla is overcoming hurdles, overcoming struggles. Two opinions, you have to decide like one opinion, and so on. In Chassidus, you don't have that. Now, in Chassidus, whoever learns a maimer, the most basic maimer, or the, 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 the ultimate beginner of learning Chassidus, when you learn a maimer, every maimer starts you have to understand there's a question so also there's we're not going to this it's a parashat of Niyatsme but in Chassidus you don't find Machlekes there are there are uh, seldom there are certain shittas which Chassidus brings down one of the classic examples a very famous example is the difference of opinion about how the Ebesha is going to reward the Neshamis one of the basics of our Muna is that there's the whole idea of Pchira is associated with we're not robots because if we were robots there is no Schar, there is no Enish if we choose so for a good choice we get rewarded and for a not good choice, we do tshuva. So the Rambam says that schar, the temporary schar from the shamans in this world that went up and passed away, their schar, the temporary schar is Ganeiden. That's not the ultimate schar. Um, because they're all waiting 
for Lasid Lavi. They're waiting for Tchis Amesim. And as the Gemara actually says, that um, the body and the soul, when they come before their maker, each one is pointing a finger. The day of reckoning comes, and the Neshama says, I couldn't do anything. It was a body that I was in. And the body, I couldn't, I couldn't control it. If it went that way, it slept me along. I was tied up. And the body says, what am I? I'm dirt. I'm, I'm, I'm mud. Without the Neshama, I have no interests. So, who's right? There's a solution. You judge you both together. It's like the blind man and the cripple. Each one can't get anywhere. The blind man doesn't see where he goes. The cripple can't, he sees where he wants to go, but he can't walk. So he puts the blind man, he gets on the shoulders of the blind man, and he guides him, he navigates him, and the, the blind man is walking and together they reach the destination so similarly and the Rebbe has a very uh, long thesis in fact two theses or two uh, discourses whatever you're going to call it a tshuva about and about and what seems to be the various opinions and so on and basically what the Rebbe explains there is that Bottom line, the body and the soul will be judged and will be rewarded together. Because who went through the struggles? The neshama, yes, but the body went through the struggles. So you're going to reward only, only the neshama and Ganeidin? What does the body get? So they both have to be rewarded. The Rambam, the Rambam, one of the Iklim, one of the fundamentals of our belief, is uh, where the soul comes back to the body. However, the Ramam says, after a long, 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 long time, the Nisham is going to separate from the body and is going to come to its ultimate reward. The ultimate spot is going to be the Nisham. Without... After, after. The Ramban... The Ramban says, no, the ultimate schar is going to be in the Shamas Begufim. They will live eternally, and that's where we're going to get their ultimate schar. And uh, that is going to be the end, uh, the, the completion of Lasit Lovi is in the Shamas Begufim. And Chassidus is Machriya, this is. These two, this machlekes of the Rambam and the Rambam is brought down to Chassidus. And Chassidus is however machriya. Chassidus uh, gives the, the ruling and the, the, the bottom line, the verdict, like the Shittas Rambam. Rambam. Nisham is Begov. So this is something which is brought down to Chassidus. But not many more machlekes, not many more differences of opinion exist, uh, are brought down at Chassidus. 
So there is no machlekes in the cities. Well, there is no machlekes of that this madrege is this madrege and that and then someone else says it's a different madrege and they come to a decision. Maybe there's a word missing. And uh, like, but in any case, the issue of uh, no kashas and cities is a separate issue. It's not for now, and so on. Why do I say this? Because what does it mean that a kasha is from sitra akhra? A kasha from sitra akhra means that you don't see the... You have difficulty relating to what Tata is telling you. Tata is telling you, for example, uh, this and this is the halakha. So in Nikola, what happens? When the Mishnah gives us a halakha. So, right away, the Gemara says, how can you say this is? This one said like this, and this one said like this, and it's not consistent with this, it's not consistent with that. So what is this question? This question is a roadblock, or it's a mental block, to understand the halakha. I can't understand the halakha, because I, there, there's something blocking me. I have a mental block. So we have to remove it. How do you remove it? It depends where you're speaking. It depends which Tana said it. It depends. There are so many mitigating circumstances that when you remove all these layers of difficulties, you remove all the rocks on the road. Oh, now I see the halacha. But you need the clarification of Gemara, and sometimes it takes 20 pages to explain the line in the mission. So a question is a, road, a mental block for a person. A mental block or a roadblock is something who puts time, who, who puts up a roadblock and someone wants to block you from getting to where you're going so that comes from from Klippa. you can't relate to a concept in, in, in Teda because there's a mental block however and then the, so the question becomes so why do why do we have to understand I mean why 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 do we have to overcome the questions? And especially, um, Chassidus, especially Chassidus Chabad, explains and explains and explains and explains. What does it explain? It's explaining godly, heavenly concepts, abstract concepts, bringing together, literally bringing together heaven and earth. A human being who, who, who sees Dvarim Gashmir, and all of a sudden you're going to relate to him. There are malachim, there are, there are souls. The Rebbe very, very often brings the story that the Rebbe Nishma Sayyidin was once riding in a, in a, uh, in a carriage in a, to uh, come to a certain destination. And there was a maspal, uh, uh, an enlightened person. And he got a uh, uh, got into a conversation with the Rebbe Shmuel and he started questioning him. Can you explain to me the existence of Malachim? Who saw Malachim? And the Rebbe Shmuel is explaining to him and explaining to him. But still, I mean, who saw them? How do they look? How do you know they're there? We look up to the sky. We don't see Malachim. You know, these these. Sometimes these questions can be a bit uh, awkward, and uh, 
And the clincher was, after a lengthy, lengthy explanation that Rebbe Nishman Satan gave, Rebbe Nishman Satan told him, listen here, you're riding in a wagon. There are several components here. There are the passengers, us, say, we're discussing philosophical issues, deep issues, profound issues, meaningful issues. There's the wagon driver who's whipping the horse and making them run faster. There's the horse. Each one of these three components has a different uh, intent in this ride. They're fed which means the horse is thinking about the oats. Because the method of how they made the horse run faster was that they used to uh, hang up or he used to hang up like a bag over his face with oats. So he smelled them, but he couldn't reach them. His tongue couldn't reach them. As soon as he came to his destination, they picked it up. Here's your reward. So the horse knew the faster he runs, the faster he's going to get his hobby. The faster he's going to get his oats. So the horse is running, and when he's whipped, he just gets his attention. But he's running to come to his destination because he's, getting, he's hungry and he's going to eat. He's going to eat when he comes there. The Balagala doesn't give one, one bit of a care for those oats. Balagala is looking for Panasa. The faster he goes, he's paid more than a ruble an hour. He gets two rubles an hour. If he makes a trip in, in one hour instead of two, he's getting two rubles. So he's thinking about his panosah for his b'nai bayis. The chachamim, the people, the passengers sitting inside, are not thinking about the panosah for the driver. They're not thinking about the oats. They're sitting there to discuss this profound concept, which they were brought together by Ashgach Pratis. And this person who asked the Rebbe Shmuel for an explanation, uh, heard the explanation and so on. And then... So there are two in, three intentions here, and the Rebbe Shmuel concluded, because the horses are thinking about oats, the discussion we had is meaningless. It means the whole trip was in order for us to have the discussion. You, we met, we met by Hashgacha Pratis, so you can clarify this issue of malachim and, and spiritual issues. That's why we came. The horse doesn't care anything about it. Doesn't even know we're sitting there. The horse knows he's thinking about oats. And similarly, you're questioning the the, the, the veracity or the truthfulness of are there malachim, are there no malachim. The fact that that you have questions means they don't exist. Like to the horse, the fact that you're thinking about hobbit means that we're not in the wagon discussing these, these concepts. So, uh, questions are something that have to be dealt with. It's healthy to deal with. And, uh, of course, the question comes up uh, in relation to uh, learning chassidus. We learn so many things in chassidus which a much easier approach would be why can't we just be told the facts there are five madregas of the neshama there are these malachim these are the facts you don't understand? you don't understand so think about the oaths but believe 
Emunah is something very important. The, the study of Chassidus has to uh, up the ante of Emunah. You don't just believe. As much as can be understood, we have to understand. Why? Because Emunah is not going to touch intellect. Emunah is higher than intellect. So you're leaving a whole area, which is the whole person. Intellect. That is intelligence. That's what a person is. No, no, no. So, the question should not touch Emunah. So if you ask a question, you don't, no. you don't have emuna. When you ask, when you ask a question, is to clarify in order to bring your seichel on board with the emuna. And there's plenty to believe in. So questions have to be eliminated. Questions have to be delved into. Questions have to be worked at and answered. Because the world of intellect of the person has to satisfy its needs. The oath for, the, for intellect is to answer a question. So that's why, on the one hand, Amuna is very, yes, Amuna is one thing, but as much as you can understand with your intellect, we have to understand. So this is the explanation of why Chassidus, you have thousands of volumes of studying Chassidus and more explanations, more explanations, answering questions, and so on. The whole Tanya is built on questions that people ask Tanya Chidus. And these questions are till the coming of Mashiach. Uh, and therefore, when it comes to the issue of Mashiach, the Rebbe dealt with very many questions. Why don't you just believe in Mashiach? Is it going to come this way, that way? Even in the Gemara, the Gemara, the Gemara is bothered by a question. Is Mashiach going to come on a donkey or is it going to come on the clouds? What's the difference? Believe in Mashiach. However God wants to send him, he'll send him. So it'll be a cloud shaped like a donkey. I mean, no, the, the Gemara has a problem. The Gemara asks the question. There are two psukim. The Gemara is an answer. And what does the Gemara answer? If the Jewish people are Zaycha, it's going to be on the clouds. They're going to be flying. If they're not Zaycha, it'll be on a donkey, a pauper on the donkey. But the Gemara is dealing with how is it going to work? And similarly, when the Rebbe so strongly spoke about Mashiach, one of the things, or not one of the things, very many things, very many questions, the Rebbe dealt with certain questions. So, it's very valid to have questions, not in a way to have a question and to, to entertain the question or live with the question, but it's very valid to have questions and look for the answers. So, uh, we'll just start with a question that the Rebbe spoke on Shabbos Pasha Vazhanan some approximately 30 years ago. The Rebbe asked the question that, and uh, in answer to those that are bothered or asking, that what's this whole commotion about Mashiach? We didn't see in past generations. 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, we didn't see kids coming together in the shul and screaming, we want Mashiach now. We didn't even see old, uh, older people screaming, we want Mashiach now. 
even if you're going to find in each generation there was the Chafetz Chaim, there was this one, there was that one, there was the Munk Cherebbe who was, who was so, uh, who were very much into it, but these were Yechidim. It wasn't a mass movement of asking for Mashiach and encouraging Admosai and like being so focused on Mashiach, or as the Rebbe expressed himself in Tavshin and Beis, he told someone, they say I am crazy about Mashiach. He gave someone to give Tzedakah, because Tzedakah brings the Gula, and he explained, why is he so focused on it? They say this, this was the Rebbe's Lashem. So, we didn't see in the past generations. This was the question that Rebbe asked. So, so why did he say, why did he ask it? He said, people ask. People want to know. And, obviously, there's an answer to that. It's not just, they're asking a question, okay, we'll, so, okay, we'll accept your complaint. But there's an answer to that. The Rebbe magnified his, the question even more, and he said, I didn't, that not, my father didn't, I didn't see it by my father. It's not something that you can say that in different circles and different communities, they didn't, they weren't involved in this. By my father, I didn't see it. By my father-in-law, I didn't see it before he came to, he said, how should I say it, before he came to America. And by myself, I didn't see it. So that is the question that the Rebbe is asking. And the Rebbe said that for whatever reason, since coming to America, there is this strong focus and koch, uh, this is Slavos, this excitement and this uh, pushing and advocating and asking for Mashiach for whatever reason it is. Then the Rebbe said something very, very interesting. He said, I never asked my father-in-law why when he came to America did this start? Did he start this whole issue of, of uh, the, the talk in Mashiach? And even if I would be able to ask him now, I wouldn't ask him. I have other, more important things to, to ask him. But in any case, what the Rebbe was, what the Rebbe was asking and addressing was that why is there this, uh, this issue of why did things change? He acknowledged things changed. Things were not like this before. Things changed, and now this is the forefront. This is the main issue. And um, as I mentioned before, asking questions is healthy. It's part of uh, part of understanding. But the idea of asking questions is to get the answer. Not that ah, I have a kasha on this, and it always bothered me, and it's unacceptable. That's that's how an applicator speaks. The Rebbe wants... Okay. We'll have to continue next week. Stay tuned. The Rebbe once asked, in Parshat Bereshis, it says over there that the Ebishter 
Het geraten. Wat? Het geraten. So Rashi says that here is the answer that I gave to the heretic. To the, to the, I mean, Min Echod asked me the question, how can the Ebishter have this? So the Rebbe said, this is a question of a Min? You know how many Mamorim asked this question? <laughs> Every child who learns a Mimer, this, uh, this is one of the questions that's brought down the Siddhis to say that. Why is it a Apicatus? And the Rebbe said, it depends how you ask the question. If you approach it that like an Apicatus, ah, I don't understand that, so I'm not going to put on film, I'm not going to put it on Shabbos, I'm not going to eat whatever I like. Why? Because it says in Bereshah, I have a problem with the Abish's, uh feelings. That's an Apicatus. When you're learning, when you're doing everything you have to do, and you want to understand, that's the question that's asked next to this. Yeah, but, uh, uh, it was a good finish.